0: From Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. And I'm Graham VK4BB,
1: with the December 4 edition of WIA National News, the best news you'll get all week. Joining us this week, WIA Director Peter, VK4EA. Coming up, centenary celebration. The centenary of organised amateur radio in Tasmania will be celebrated in June next year. Justin VK7 Tango Whiskey has put out a call for anyone who would like to be involved in a group to plan, organise and deliver the centenary activities. Now, if you're interested... Email vk7tw at wia.org.au. And from VK6, a bit short of a century, but as far as broadcasting this news service, it's hats off to Phil, VK6GX, broadcasting news since 1984. And back then, Phil's call sign, Victor Kilo 6, Abel Baker Lima.
2: I'm Phil, VK6 Golf X-Ray in Kijikana.
3: Well done, that man. Hello again from Peter, VK4EA coming to you again from Reengine in and Turrible and Yagara Country. This week's been busy for the WA Board, so let's get into it. Yota, Youngsters on the Air, Initiative to get more young people on the air. This year, the WIA have applied for VK22YOTA, a call sign available to any organisation running a Yota event. The IRAU, sorry, IARU, International Amateur Union are encouraging individuals and organisations to participate in the December YOTA 2022 event. More information can be found by searching for YOTA. There's a link in the text edition. More YOTA 2022 announcements are forthcoming. Stay tuned. Class licence and higher power. The ACMA consultation period closed Friday, the 2nd of December. The WIA Spectrum Strategy Committee have put in a massive, huge, ginormous effort in preparing the WIA response. Thank you to all those that submitted a response to the survey. The responses helped greatly to formulate the submission. Last Monday, the Board received a briefing from Grant, VK5GR, and Peter, VK3MV, going through the submission in detail. The Board overwhelmingly endorsed the submission. It's an impressive effort indeed. We'll circulate a link to the submission soon. It's most likely been advertised by the time this piece has been broadcast. All we can do now is be responsive to any queries from the ACMA and be patient while the submission has been digested. Last week I spoke about the Director vacancies coming up and re-interred nominations for Board Positions close 12th of December. And also, the 23, 2023 Director Elections will be electronic. For those listening who do not wish to or are unable to cast their vote electronically, there's an option to receive a paper ballot. The latest AR magazine address label doubles as a request for a paper ballot. And that's it for me this year. I'm looking forward to a break over the Christmas/New Year period, and I hope to be active on the t- two metre, for the two metre uh, tropo and six metre sporadic E season. And this has been Peter vk 4 ea on behalf of the WA Bournemouth.
0: This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia. Through VK1WIA Now International News with Jason VK2LAW
4: Hello In news from Region 1, beware of counterfeit Icom products. Colin Butler, writing in icqpodcast.com, says Icom has reported seeing counterfeit copies of Icom radios available online, with some also arriving in the UK to unsuspecting buyers. These copies look like genuine ICOM radios, but when examined more closely, are not, and are significantly inferior in both quality and performance. Several buyers have contacted ICOM believing they've purchased and thought we're receiving a genuine ICOM. On arrival, the radios had an incorrect UK channel set, some channels missing, and in some cases, buttons not functioning as expected. Most if not all of these counterfeit products are found online and compared to genuine are priced incredibly low. However what might seem like a bargain or a great purchase will become a great disappointment and could affect how you use your radio and also your and others safety. If you're unsure ask the seller for a serial number in advance of purchasing Call the ICOM customer service team who can confirm the origin of the radio as genuine or not. Big promise from ultra-tiny battery. Battery technology continues to change and the latest evolution, announced recently, is a super-small rechargeable micro-battery with a high tolerance for variations in temperature and a lifespan of between one and two decades. Kent Peterson, Kilo Charlie Zero, Delta Golf Yankee from Amateur Radio Newsline,
5: tells us about this new development and what scientists are saying about it. A company in France believes it has come up with the latest solution to provide battery power for micropower devices. The company, Iten has developed an ultra-small rechargeable lithium battery. At first glance, the surface-mount solid-state battery might easily be mistaken for an SMD chip as its housing is only slightly larger than the battery's own dimensions of 3.2 by 2.5 millimeter. They are, of course, not chips. These batteries have a capacity of between 0.1 and 0.5 milliamp hour. They were found capable of tolerating temperatures between minus 40 degrees Celsius or minus 40 degrees Fahrenheit all the way to 85 degrees Celsius or 185 degrees Fahrenheit. Their ability to deliver peak currents make them especially useful for powering RF transmissions such as Bluetooth, Sigfox, and LTE to deliver packets of data via sensors. The website CNX software also sees the batteries as being useful for sensor data loggers, beacons, and backup power supplies for microcontrollers. The solid-state technology is considered another plus, contributing toward a usable lifespan of between 10 and 20 years. The company has said the batteries are also fast-charging. The website Hackaday poses the following challenge, quote, We'd be particularly interested to learn about their temperature sensitivity when it comes to soldering, as we've taken to heart the warnings about soldering to more traditional lithium cells, end quote. The website noted there are apparently some evaluation kits available directly from the company in France. This is Kent Peterson, KC0DGY. Thanks, Kent. IDCAR Radio
4: Trends Revealed at World DAB Summit 2022. James Careless writing in RadioWorld.com, where he's covered this radio summit. How is radio actually doing in the car today, given growing competition from streaming services? What motivates people to choose radio over streaming while driving, and vice versa? And what role will voice control play in managing in-car entertainment systems? These points and others were covered by the Director of In-Vehicle Research at Strategy Analytics during her presentation talk at the World DAB Summit 2022. It was organised by World DAB, the DAB Global Industry Forum on November 17 at London's King Place and online. She touched on the growing availability of DAB receivers in cars and the need for automobile manufacturers to provide drivers with easy-to-read, easy-to-navigate touch panels, and the emergence of Android Auto, Apple CarPlay, and the Android automotive operating system in this environment. The next trend I will mention is the ubiquity of voice interactions, she continued, If well implemented, they could be less distracting to drivers than manual visual interactions. And the last trend, of course, to be prepared for is autonomous vehicles. All this being said, there is still a clear and very specific need for broadcast radio in the car, she concluded. While it is true that the time spent listening to streaming services has increased, these services are complementary to radio. This is why, in her view, radio is still royalty on vehicle dashboards. In news from Region 2, Nebraska's First Lady, Susan Shaw, recently presented the Disaster Volunteer Award to Dodge County Amateur Radio Emergency Services at a luncheon in Omaha. Eleven Nebraskans groups were honoured. The Serve Nebraska Step Forward Awards recognise exemplary volunteers across the U.S. state for their time and service, aimed at making their communities better. The awards are the most prestigious awards given for volunteerism in the state of Nebraska. To our own backyard in Region 3, the SmartSat Cooperative Research Centre has announced an agreement to further develop new search and rescue beacon technologies in partnership with NASA. It's the latest in a long history of cooperation in the field of SAR between Australia and the United States. Similar to distress beacons on Earth, the system will provide miniature low-powered radio beacons mounted on spacesuits and lunar rover vehicles and will support SOS and two-way messaging over a lunar-orbiting satellite constellation. It will also allow the beacon location to be accurately determined in the absence of GPS. This information will be provided securely and quickly to both the Mission Control Centre on Earth and the response team on the Moon, who are able to take immediate action. In an interview with criticalcoms.com.au, SmartSat CEO Andy Coronius said this agreement signals Australia's space sector is developing globally important technologies. NASA has been instrumental in the development journey for this essential safety technology. And while it is early stages, we now have the further potential of this Australian-developed tech playing an important role in lunar and Martian exploration missions under the Artemis program. For VK1WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason,
0: VK2LAW. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, Operational News, with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there.
6: 2021 WIA Contest Champion results. The WIA Contest Champion is awarded annually for the best combined effort in WIA-sponsored contests. It recognizes those who have participated in multiple WIA contests and submitted logs throughout the year. There were a total of 294 contestants during 2021. 2021. The winner of the Peter Brown VK4PJ Trophy for 2021 is Laurie Mew, VK5LJ, with a score of 520 points. Laurie acquired WIA Contest Champion points in seven of the nine eligible contests. Congratulations to Laurie. He has now won the WIA Contest Champion Trophy four years in a row. The RSGB is hosting the Transatlantic Centenary Test 2022 on the HF Band this month. Unlike those of the nineteen twenties, which consisted of one way communication, this event will encourage worldwide two way communication with the UK and Crown dependency stations. There will be a series of awards available for making QSOs with those who are activating historic RSGB call signs. Now contest wise twenty twenty two one sixty meter CW Contest AWL sponsored. Objective is for amateurs worldwide to exchange information with W stroke V amateurs on one hundred sixty meters CW december two to four Yes this weekend. ten meter contest AWL sponsored for amateurs worldwide to exchange QSL information with as many stations as possible on the ten meter band. Second full weekend of December start 0-0-0 hours UTC Saturday runs through twenty three fifty nine hours UTC Sunday. December 10-11. Logs are due within 7 days after the event is over. DX window. Active from Zanzibar is the call sign 9H3FM until December 13. Most on 20, 15 and 10 metres using SSB and FT8. QSL to home call HB9DSP. Be listening for TAKE. JS6RRR. Operating from Ayakojima. IOTA number AS079, until December 17. TACA will be on 86 metres, using modes SSB, CW, FM, RITI and JT65. JS6RRR information is on QRSZ.com. Brazil, Special Event Station PV22 Cup, is until December 18 for the 22nd FIFA World Cup in Qatar. Poland, Special call Signs 3Z95PRK, HF95PRK, SN95PRK, SO95PRK, SP95PRK, and SQ95PRK. rqv till December 11, celebrating the 95th anniversary of Poland's largest regional radio broadcaster. Polski Radio Katowice. QSL these various 95 POK stations by the Bureau. And as the rain falls here in Ingham, VK1WA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ.
0: Now, Special Interest Group News with Bruce, VK3FFF. And a very good day to you. Worldwide Special
7: Interest Group News and adventure groups. Living in or planning to visit VK7? In Launceston, a Summits on the Air Worldwide Flora and Fauna Parks group meets twice weekly, Mondays and Fridays, 10.30am until noon, at the Glebe Gardens Café, Henry Street. LVK7AN is the man to see if you want further information. Contact details are in the text edition of the news this week. SOTA and the one to listen out for is Charlie November 2-2 Juliet Indigo Mike from Morocco. Special station CN-2-2 J-I-M will be active on the 5th through to the 18th of December from Imlil in the high Atlas Mountain Range of Morocco. The call sign suffix stands for Jeune Internationale de la Montagne or International Mountain Day, which will be celebrated on the 10th of December. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, CW, Tango Mark 3-5 Foxtrot Indigo Sierra Tango. It's the special call sign to celebrate the 35th anniversary of the Fists CW Club to be held from the 5th to the 11th of December. The club was founded in 1987 by the late G3ZQS after recognising a need for a club in which veteran operators would help newcomers and less experienced operators learn and improve CW proficiency. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier Another year has passed and FunCube 1 has continued to operate from its orbit around 600 kilometres above the Earth. To start with some statistics, the spacecraft creates and downlinks data in frames that run for two-minute periods. It has now transmitted more than 16 million of these frames or sequence numbers. Another big statistic is more than 10 million data packets have been received by stations that have forwarded them to FunCube Data Warehouse. Thanks to all contributors around the world, having this network of ground stations has enabled the FunCube team to easily monitor the status of the spacecraft the past nine years. NASA and the Government of Japan have announced further contributions by Japan to Gateway, a key component of the agency's Artemis missions for long-term lunar exploration. In addition to the Gateway arrangement announced was Japan's commitment to participate in the International Space Station program through to 2030 the first international partner to join the United States in formally committing to space station operations through to 2030. NASA welcomed Japan's announcement of its continuation of space station operations. Today's last story in the final frontier comes from a great weekly publication from NASA called Space Station Science Highlights. Crew members aboard the International Space Station conducted scientific investigations during the week of November 21st that included radio contact between astronauts and science students on the ground and tracking how the human body adapts to microgravity. During the week, crew members spoke with students studying and monitoring natural hazards at 12 schools in nine Caribbean and Central American countries, hosted by St Joseph's Convent Secondary School in St Lucia, adopting to space. For this investigation, crew members complete cognition tests and sleep questionnaires and collected blood, saliva and urine samples for various analyses, including immune function and microbiome health. Other measures included artery ultrasounds and sensory motor tests. This data collected over the life of the space station enable researchers to examine how crew members adapt to living and working in space and to monitor countermeasure effectiveness in support of future long-duration missions. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, IOTA, Madagascar. Five operators are QRV as 5R8 Whiskey Papa, 5R8 Whiskey Golf, 5R8 Mike Mike, 5R8 Charlie Golf and 5R8 Papa Alpha, respectively, from Nosy Bee Island, IOTA AF057, until today, December the 3rd. Activity is on 160 to 6 metres using CW, SSB, RITI and FT8. Cure these IOTA stations via Delta Lima 2 Alpha Whiskey Golf. Worldwide special interest groups, radio amateur old-timers. Now to our friends in the West, a message from Clive, VK6 CSW.
2: VK6 members and friends are reminded that the Christmas lunch will be at the Woodbridge Hotel in Guildford on Tuesday, December the 13th. The January lunchtime meeting will be on Tuesday, January the 10th at the same venue. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6CSW, reminding you that tomorrow is the first Monday of the month, time for the Radio Amateurs Older Timers Club of Australia's December bulletin to go to air. This month, as well as all the latest club news, we have news of the latest committee meeting, an item on the ugly duckling Liberty ships of World War Two, the story of a man who fell 18,000 feet and lived to tell the tale... Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is most welcome to listen to the program and join in the callbacks afterwards. Full details of all transmissions, times and modes can be found on the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au or just Google RAOTC broadcasts. If none of the transmission times suit you, you can download the audio file at any time from today from the club website. On behalf of the committee, I wish everyone a happy and safe Christmas. As per usual, there will be no January bulletin. The first RAOTC bulletin for 2023 will be on Monday, February the 6th. And once again, tune in tomorrow for the December Bulletin. Enjoy the programme and please join the callbacks afterwards. 73 from Clive, VK6CSW. Grime just popping in a moment because we've got so much news
0: today. To fit it all in, we're going to have to take an official station break. And this is who we are. From Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. From old-timers
7: to young-timers and the IARU Region 1 Youth Working Group has held its yearly meeting. Within this virtual gathering, various things, such as a roadmap, new structure, etc. were introduced and discussed. And Alec, VK2 APC, is here with more.
8: Thank you, Bruce. Due to its fast growth over the past few years, the Youth Working Group gained lots of responsibilities and tasks... Thus, it was decided to appoint a second vice chair position to split those responsibilities and tasks among the board members. Otava Tumoy, Oscar Hotel 3, Oscar Tengo now serves as a second vice chair next to Marcus Gruber, Delta Lima 8, Golf Mike within the working group. Otava has been a member since 2019 and is currently actively contributing to the well-known Train-the-Trainer program as its coordinator. He will remain within his Train-the-Trainer coordinator position, as well as assisting with the strategic plans and tasks and decision-making among the board. All present youth working group members voted in favour, none against, and no abstains. Yoda thanks OH3OT for his contribution and are looking forward to the future of Yoda in Region 1. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Alec, VK2 APC in Sydney. Now back over to you, Bruce.
7: Worldwide special interest groups, Rescue Radio, Skywarn Recognition Day, set for December 3rd, 2022. The annual Skywarn on-the-air activity will take place from 0 to 2,400 UTC. Skywarn Recognition Day was developed in 1999 by the US National Weather Service and ARRL to honour the contributions that Skywarn volunteers make to the NWS mission, that is, the protection of life and property during threatening weather. During the Skywarn special event, hams will operate from several NWS offices as well as from their mobile, home and club stations. A radio, a rescue and a QSL card. Sometimes a QSL card can confirm so much more than just a successful contact. Just ask one ham in Wyoming who recently got such a card with a special message. Is Ralph Scalacci, KK6ITB, with that story.
9: Nicholas Cashoily, N0ASL, recently sent a QSL card to Jim Shirey, N7FC. The men had a QSO on Halloween night on the same frequency where members of the Buffalo Amateur Radio Club customarily check in and keep up to date on matters related to the club. The voice coming from Jim's HT, however, wasn't from a fellow club member it was that of a motorist in distress that motorist was nicholas according to a report on the buffalo bulletin website nicholas told jim that he needed help he'd been driving through a canyon in johnson county in north central wyoming when his car slid off the road his car was disabled and there was no cell service available in the area Using his radio, Jim gathered what information he could get from Nicholas and then called 911. The story in the Buffalo Bulletin said that the fire and sheriff's departments were sent to assist at the scene. Jim, however, didn't learn of the happy ending until he received that QSL card from Nicholas this month. Only after its arrival from Nicholas, Nebraska QTH, did Jim discover some of the details of what turned out to be a successful rescue. Nicholas was safe and had not been injured. The day it arrived, his QSL card did double duty, as a thank you card. This is Ralph Squilacci, KK6 ITB.
7: Special Interest Groups, VLF, Lowdown. Here's a good news story from vk 6 hp Peter Hall about our lowest spectrum allocation, the 2200 meter band or the 136 kilohertz band. Monday night, November twenty-first, VK6MJM set a new Oceana to North America distance record for one-way digital modes. VK6MJM's transmissions running at about 0.8 watts EIRP were received by Paul KM5SW in Hemoth Springs, New Mexico, in the United States. The propagation distance was 16,164 kilometres. Not bad for about one watt on this notoriously challenging band. Transmissions used the relatively new wsjt x FST4W300 mode, which is a 5-minute key-down mode. Paul received the VK6MJM signals at a signal-to-noise ratio of minus 36 or minus 37 dB relative to the standard 2.5 kHz WSJTX reference bandwidth. VK6MJM is operated by the Western Australian Low Frequency Experimenters Group, led by Professor Peter, VK6HP, and affiliated with the WIA. The station is based around a decommissioned aeronautical NDB facility at Manjima, 300 kilometres south of Perth. The Morse ident was Mike Juliet Mike, and the new call sign is a nod to history. Peter was able to write a proposal to local and state authorities, persuading them of the value of reusing the site, particularly the 22.5 metre high live mast antenna for amateur radio, scientific research and educational activities. The great majority of the current VK6 MJM equipment is homebrew. And while it's early days, several Western Australian Low Frequency Experimenters Group or WALFEG members have made important contributions to refurbishing the site with the ultimate aim of having the station remotely controlled. More details are available on the VK6 MJM QRZ webpage and details of the record-breaking transmission gear can be found in the text of this week's WIA National News. I'm Bruce, VK3 Triple F in sunny Bendigo.
1: Wrapping up today's news, the 2022 social scene. Next weekend in VK4, it's Redcliff and District's Radio Club's car boot sale. happens Saturday the 10th of December, McFarlane Park, Klinger Road, Kippering.
0: Now till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au